There was Nurse Eileen, who was very pretty and had graceful movements. She cocked her head to the side when she lit up and made a hell of a lot of smoke with endless small puffs and hardly inhaling. Also, she hated feathers. Finally, there was Nurse Deanna, who seemed completely normal in every way. She had a nice voice and honey-coloured hair and sang Take Me Home Country Roads while she went about her business. Her name was Diana, but she pronounced it Deanna. She was so normal I suspected she was hiding something like a crime in her past or a love affair with someone in the room. As time went by, I met assorted other staff, but for the first day it was just the above. After coffee break, Matron Miranda and I followed the owner's wife and went off for a tour of the house. I'd already heard from Miranda that it had been quite grand until the owner's family had been forced to turn it into a business due to complicated money difficulties. The owner had hoped to start up a boarding kennels for dogs, but his wife had insisted on a nursing home for elderly gentlefolk. According to Matron, they'd arm-wrestled for it in the Piglet Inn and she'd won 2-1 in a best-of-three contest and thought up the name Paradise Lodge on the spot, being a huge fan of the poet John Milton, and they'd raised their glasses to Paradise Lodge and laughed like posh people do in times of great uncertainty, and the landlord had rubbed his palms together at the thought of all the future nurses coming in for vodka and orange and KP nuts, which they did. None of this was mentioned on our tour of the house, but the owner's wife did tell us that Paradise Lodge had previously been called the Old Grey Hall, and they'd had to apply to change it to something more upbeat to attract old people. They soon found out that changing a house name is quite a complicated business, but they changed it anyway, having had all the advertising and headed paper done. True to its name, Paradise Lodge was a big, old, L-shaped, grey, stuccoed house. The front door was at the side, and you could tell it always had been, because a thick old wall ran right across the front, with no gap for a gate and all sorts of ancient trees and climbing vines. The rooftop was the most attractive feature dramatic, big and steep, and a mass of little windows in the gables where the nurses' quarters were. The house was grand, but not beautiful. You wouldn't walk past and say to yourself, oh, I'd like to live in that house, like you would about the tall red farmhouse opposite, or the modern box with slitty windows the other side where the German film director lived with his mother, and whose father was a patient. But once you were inside, Paradise Lodge was lovely, and in some ways beguiling. There were back stairs and front stairs and secret stairs and doors hidden in the panelling that the owner had had put in so he could go about his business without ever having to bump into a sick old person who might need help. There were outhouses, including a stable and a summer house. Next to the brand new laundry was the tack room, which was supposed to become a salon for hair and chiropody but never had. And beside that was the boot room, which was now the morgue and had a bench, a candle, a cross, and a Bible, and for some reason a little brass bell. I imagined ringing it like mad if ever I was in there and a dead body came back to life. Next to that was the larder. The owner's wife pointed out things along the way, and always Matron would chip in, trying to be helpful but sounding like an idiot. The owner's wife showed us the main bathroom. I commented on the pretty Victorian bath with little dog's feet. Yes, it's very pretty, said the owner's wife, but not ideal for bathing the infirm. I watched Matron and Miranda dawdle ahead and noted they made a ridiculous pair. 
matron as previously described, and Miranda teetering on a pair of high wedges and constantly picking her pants out of her bottom. After a short but serious talk about the laundry, particularly the importance of adding a lid full of Dettol to the wash, and even more so the adding of soda crystals to help combat the effects of hard water on the element, we went away in pairs. The owner's wife led me out into the hall, and we stood for a while and she ran through the daily routine. So, the day begins at about 6.30 when the night nurse takes the breakfast round, she began. I had to gaze about to avoid looking at her, me still not comfortable with one-to-one chats. It would have seemed rude in any ordinary hall, but luckily this one was genuinely fascinating with ornate cornicing and decorative dados and two different colours on the walls. There was a curving banister railing gleaming mahogany, and on the floor, pattern tiles in approx ten different colours. And the furniture.